Hello and welcome back to Remember This, a podcast that is part book club, part TV and film vault and part time capsule. As we take you back to all the childhood pop culture stuff you may or may not have consumed. I'm Matt Bentley-Viney and tonight I am joined by... Gemma Bentley-Viney. How are you? The last episode was the bonus one, recollecting on Jack and the Beanstalk, 1974. We all survived it, well done everybody, but I've had a good week. I <laughs> good yeah I went to see a man in the white suit oh yeah you've seen a few things haven't you yeah which I really enjoyed got those tickets through work as a nice little work perk took my dad and it was really really good I'd recommend it featuring Stephen Mangan who's brilliant very charming seen him in um the play birthday it's called birthday. birthday yes when a man gives birth to a baby for the first time Yes, we thought it was going to be about a dinner party. So yeah, we, we were did. quite surprised. <laughs> but uh, Man in the White Seat was also very good. I'd recommend it. I think it's finishing soon. And then on Friday, me and my mum went to see Mary Poppins. Which oh. was lovely. It was very, very, very lovely. So did that incorporate the new Mary Poppins, Mr. Banks, Mary Poppins Returns? No, which I was, I was quite pleased about, if I'm honest. It was very much the original children, Jane and Michael, and the original Bert. So it didn't, it kind of had a slight homage to it where they'd occasionally like reference like, oh, I'm sure we'll meet again. And oh, you're um, going to be a lovely young man one day, Michael. And oh, we all know that we do meet him later on. And did she fly? She did. She did fly. And it was very cute. And oh. um they added some new sections, which were I really enjoyed because they were a little bit creepy. Oh. I was really happy because obviously it's a Disney show. They adapted it because Disney own everything. I will say is it's the most merch I've ever seen sold at a musical before. Are you surprised? I think so these Disney's... days, Disney make films to sell merch, don't they? So, so they made sure that there was a Disney stamp on it in that way where I was like, the foyer's never been so busy. And I realized it was like five different vendors trying to sell you teddy bears and tote bags and pin badges. I remember my favorite piece of um, merch was when we came out of the Twilight Zone. We both bought twilight scene i was quite drunk though wasn't i uh yes you were i had um a toothache so i um used wine as a medicine i loved the twilight zone this is a bit of a tangent i stood up no one else stood up nobody is no at one the else end. stood up and i was like i'm giving them a standing ovation just me Gemma kept saying to me oh should we stand up should we stand up so like, Gemma, if you want to stand up do it she's like yeah okay and she did evan i joined you after a couple of seconds i loved it. a lot of people left yeah, it was quite a sad because it was coming towards the end of its run and the theatre was only really half full. We got our seats moved forward because we got cheap tickets and they moved us forward. Oh, but I love, that's why I was like, I need to stand up and the Twilight Zone was made for fans of the Twilight Zone. Mm. So if you were not a fan of the Twilight Zone and went there just to see a play, I can see why you'd be completely and utterly baffled at what is going on. Yeah, because the play relied too much on the TV show. It was just recreating the most famous No, but it was bits, like homage it? though. It was just a homage to it and it was for the fans and I'm a fan, so I enjoyed it. But back to Mary Poppins. No, but interesting you say about going on a but the twilight zone features later on in this episode so there is a link <gasps> oh well done yep, well done i was link. thinking what's this segue ruining my mary poppins thoughts so obviously if you're going to see mary poppins then maybe skip forward a bit don't want to do any spoilers for you if you're going to see the west end show disney have made it so it was a slightly different thing to the original story they added in some few extra bits but they chose it to be really creepy and i think you could have either go either way it was either going to be really cheesy and they were like no we're going to make it sinister basically so in this one of the scenes that they did it was all about them not looking after their toys 
and it was a clown doll. So they put the Mary Poppins puts the clown doll in the doll's house, and then all of a sudden, this massive hand comes out of the doll's house and opens up, and the clown's like human sized because it's now a human, and it does like this weird song. And all of these other toys like pop up and are doing this creepy dance, and then they're like, "It's time for you to meet Punch." And then Punch from Judy, from Punch and Judy, even who is very sinister looking anyway. He's a gigantic one. He comes up over the whole entire house and is like rocking it. And I was like, "This is amazing." They they were going to add anything. That was probably my favorite part of the show and it wasn't even in the original film and actually that was my favorite scene in the musical um in the west end show i think that's a huge success for them but while we're remembering mary poppins and your experiences this week shall we also remember the two tv shows we're gonna watch this episode did you like that link was that a good segue i mean no that was a terrible segue (laughs) i chose both of these because like I said, we weren't get, we were thinking we might not record. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to quickly get up some YouTube videos. Let's watch them. If we have time to record this, we have time to record this. Just going to say it. I knew one TV show from its kind of reputation and the other one I'd never heard of. This might be my favorite collection of TV shows so far. I would agree. These are the two I enjoyed watching the most. I was never bored. I was never annoyed. As soon as they'd both finished, they, you were like, should we, should we watch the next episode? Should we watch well, the next episode? That might be partly because I'm a little bit hungover and I was just like, oh yeah, go on. They're so calming and lovely and soothing. Let's keep watching. They did both, which I don't think we've had in any of the other shows we watched. Both had cliffhangers. Yes, they did actually, didn't they? Yeah, it wasn't a one-off standalone episode. It was both of them had cliffhangers. But what have we watched Gemma and what will we be talking about? We watched the iconic Burner's Watch and then another show which I had completely forgotten about until our friends Portia and Ollie brought it up. So thank you Portia and Ollie. Big kids. And I was like, I think I, w- I was like, like oh, I don't recognise it. And then when they explained the premise, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely did watch a show like that. And I think my mum liked it as well. And then as soon as I got up the picture of the family, I was like, it all like came back to me. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I loved this show. I can't believe I'd forgotten about it. I love how niche Big Kids is. Is it niche? Yeah. Well, they made one series of it in like the year 2000. Oh yeah, it's only 13 episodes, but it's the most repeated TV show ever on the CBBC. Well, according to Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, because I struggle to believe that because I'd never heard of it. I didn't even know the concept or anything. I swear all the kids TV shows we've spoken about have always had references to and it was repeated until 2007. Yeah, that's because they're all saying about their syndication deals, probably. The writers are, yeah, I've made bank from it. Don't you laugh just because it only got 13 episodes. But Gemma, would you like to introduce Bernard's Watch? Bernard's Watch, informally known as Bernard in the final series, is a British children's drama series about a young boy who could stop time with a magical pocket watch. The show was created by Andrew Norris and was produced for seven series and 79 episodes that aired on CITV from the 14th of November 1997 to 31st of March 2005. The concept of the show was originally formed the basis of one of the most famous episodes of The Twilight Zone, entitled A Kind of Stopwatch. See? First broadcast in 1963. So the original series, which was 1997 to 2001, the first run told of a young boy called Bernard, played by David Peachy. Great name, but great name. Great name. Great name. Great name. I like that. Peachy. What's his surname? Oh, I'm Peachy. 
Oh, I like that. From Oakwood. I don't know why that's... She's from Oakwood, Nottinghamshire. <laughs> I don't know why that is relevant, but there you go. He was always late until a postman gave him a magic watch, which could stop and rewind time. He soon found out that the postman had magical powers and that these watches were given to people who needed them. The rules of keeping his watch were that he must not use it to commit crimes or hurt anyone. Every episode focused on Bernard or someone to whom he'd lent the watch facing a problem, or simply doing day-to-day things and trying to sort them out <laughs> using the watch. I knew, like, a lot of my friends watched this, but for some reason, I never caught on. I was like, it just sounds stupid. Like, it always sounded ridiculous to me. You obviously have something against these types of shows, because you also never watched Queen's Nose. Yeah, I just don't like him. I don't know why I, I was always averse to... What, a bit of magic? ...watching that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just found it... I don't know, I just it never appealed to me. I always really like how, similar with The Queen's Nose, where if you're not familiar with that premise, it's all about if you... Um, actually, weird, actually. So it's a 50p coin and it's magic. And if you rub The Queen's Nose on the coin and make like a wish, it'll like come true, but you only get a certain amount of wishes. Is similar to Ben's Watch. It has simple items. I mean, a pocket watch isn't that simple, but your granddad also, might have one. I was going to say, it's redundant now, isn't it? It's a bit redundant now, but it makes kind of an everyday object a bit like, ooh. The sad thing now would be like, Bernard's smartphone, if it was made for 2019 it's like, oh if, if you go on the alarm clock on your phone it pauses time oh well, it wouldn't be as visual because no. the little pocket watch looks amazing doesn't it yeah it does and it's all explained in the kind of intro isn't it like the title sequence the title sequence. he's running in the field and then oh there's a watch what's that and then it goes all fuzzy and then it like he's walking it's kind of shown that's rewinding time or like stopping time and he picks up the watch and then like does this like funny little grin into the camera like a little <laughs> smug little smile i will say even though i think both of these shows bernard's watch and big kids were the shows i've enjoyed the most the worst theme song so far both oh of them. yeah oh yeah that's so true it's so not what a non-event i can't even remember no, i couldn't Burns tell Watch. you either of that yeah that's a that's songs. a great shout gem you're right they are both awful yeah the theme just, songs, just unmemorable no. which i think when it's a kids tv show that's kind of unforgivable isn't it because usually we're like oh god yeah annoying theme tune but you can you have it in your head for days aka poddington peas but with this i couldn't even tell you what it was i think that might be why these ones are more slightly forgettable like why i completely forgot about big kids was because you couldn't automatically associate it with like a song so i think that does actually play a part in how a show like you know with arthur is every day when you're walking down the street why are you doing it in everybody like a caribbean accent no, no. <laughs> you are that's a song i'm not doing it in an accent that's just my vo- my singing voice <laughs> but obviously that is one of the most known shows from our childhood is still referenced today. And like Recess because of the song as well. Exactly. So I feel like it does play a part in the popularity and the association and the nostalgia that you have. And remembering this. Yeah, well done. (laughs) It should have had a theme song like, he's got a watch, what you gonna do? Gonna stop the time, here we go, it's a Bernard's watch. What's he gonna do now? No, do you know what I'd have? Just a ticking noise. Like, tick, 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 No, it'd be more like, no, it'd be more like, Bernard. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Or you'd be like, Bernard's watch. Yeah, you're right. That is quite, I like that. There you go. That's much better than my one. Well, we've we've improved the show already. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch it a lot growing up? Because it was, what do we say? 2000, 1997. So. 
I know my brother watched it. My granddad had a pocket watch that we used to say it was like Berners watch. Nice. Yeah. No, Good my, bit of a... My, my granddad's got in watching. Gemma trivia there. That's what we're yeah. all here for. Um, but I don't remember watching it that much. Like it was on. I didn't love it. I always just remember him running down cobbled streets. <laughs> what as if like every episode is that um, the bread Yeah, the, the, bread Hovis, the Hovis advert. Yeah, from in my head, Salisbury. Shaftesbury. In my head, he's always running down cobbled streets. That's all I kind of remember. But I always knew the premise because it was always kind of referenced, even I think as an adult, sometimes in our age group, would be like, oh yeah, it'd be great to have Berners watch. <laughs> what would you do if, what you if had I had Berners watch? I don't know. It's a hard one, isn't it? I, I thought of my answer straight away. Did you? Yeah. Well, well, what's yours? So mine would be, I would stop time and I would just read all the books and watch all the films. Oh. And then I'd also sleep. If I woke up at like six, I'd just pause my clock and sleep for like another two, three oh hours. Oh my God. And then I would be the most well-read and well-rested person in the world. So I would always be nice and happy and friendly because I've had hours sleep, but also be really smart and cultured <laughs> because I'd read all the books. Well, well, you just rub that in people's faces. And people were like, oh my God, how does she do it? I reckon actually I would stop time so I could write. So I, could, I would do double days. I would do a day writing and think, right, okay, start the watch again. I'll go to work now. And I think I'd do it like that. That's a good answer. Please, I can help you out with that. Or actually, I never, ever, ever find the time to exercise unless it's uh, <laughs> playing football. So maybe I would save myself an hour each day and be like, right, okay, go on and let's get it over and done with. I don't think it's like we don't find the time. I just don't day. prioritize well, yeah, it. Yeah, it's priorities, isn't it? And it's, I mean, it's not even on my list of priorities oh, now. Oh, okay. Now they're all coming to me now. I would stop the watch when I'm cooking. You'd be like, oh, can we have risotto tonight? Yeah, okay. Five minutes later, ding, here you go. So it'd be really good so I, don't, I never get hangry again. I'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm actually I'm really hungry and I'm getting a bit tetchy. Yep. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, here's dinner. Yeah, <gasps> exactly. I like that. I will say what I was slightly disappointed with in the show. I thought it was going to be like musical statues, the way they recorded it. <laughs> okay. Where they like freeze. They did? No, but they don't because they're all like blurred as if it's been paused on the telly. Oh, what you thought? No, because how bad would that be? What if you could just see, if you zoomed in you can just see them like moving or breathing no i would enjoy would that work. i always find it really amazing when i'm watching a theater show and they're all meant to like wait wasn't there a band we were seeing the hives the hives did it really well we were watching them at um, a festival in the summer and they did a thing where it was they like stopped it was so impressive and they held it for ages and i was like this is amazing and <laughs> yeah. um, so I find those things, I find it very impressive when people stay still for a long time. So I'd have really enjoyed if the actors who like stopped the watch and everyone around him would like pause in their odd movements, like doing the darts or, ooh, they're paused in like a funny position. I just think it would make it look mediocre. I don't think it would be good. I agree. If you were there live watching it, then yeah, that would be brilliant. But we're not, are we? We're just going to see some bloke or woman breathing. You're like, well, you haven't stopped time, have you? Because you're still breathing. I'd much prefer that than it's like blurred like TV. Because of the time it was made, because when they were editing and pausing it in, I think it was not even high definition, is it? So how did they film it though? Because he was moving. Well, is, is it like two screens? Like what? No, I imagine well, like a split screen. Yeah, and then they put him in it. No, I imagine it's a green screen, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. That's and then you. they've put so they've filmed the original one, paused it, and then he's in front of a green screen, which is then composited as that image from the first one. Do you know what this show really reminded me of in its like storytelling and? feel come outside i was getting major come outside vibes mm, had a nice narrator that wasn't overbearing the narrator was there but it wasn't you know 
Stealing the, stealing the show. I think the narrator got them out of some sticky situations because obviously Bernard, and we'll get onto this later, isn't the best actor. He's not gone on to do anything else. A lot of the narration was, well, Bernard's not very happy about this because he was obviously incapable of Portraying emotion. telling that. Yeah, exactly. But should we go into the episode we watched? Yes. Do you want to tell me what happened in Bernard's watch? So very telling because we recently rescued a puppy and Bernard is at an animal sanctuary, like a shelter. And the woman is the kind of owner. She's a bit scatty and she's, oh, we need to raise money because we need more space and more time and people to help with the animals. And he is like, oh, okay, let's do that. I'll help. So he agrees to help her and he's got a bucket and he's only got like... Or is it no, a bucket? It's a bucket. No, it's a bucket. That's why I thought it was very presumptuous of him that he's going to need a bucket for all the donations he's going to get. But he only had about £2 in there. I think it was £3.50 overall he raised. Was it? Yeah. He said to her, like, oh, we're not doing very well. How can we improve this? And she didn't have any answers. There was a really random side note. There was this dog there. He was like an Alsatian. And he used to be a police dog. But now he bites the police people. And they were laughing about it as if that was like a cute little thing. I was like, it's quite dangerous. And then he said, oh... They're all a bit weird here, aren't they? And I was like, what? Oh, that's a bit mean. He's like, oh, they have to be weird to be here, though. That's, that's horrible. If Meg is a weirdo. Oh, a dog is a little weirdo. She's lovely. Yeah, but I'm she's sure a... not every single rescue animal is a weirdo. And that's why they're there. They're, they're not being rehomed because they're weird. No. But anyway, the, his granddad shows up. And as it turns out, his granddad is an expert in everything, as the narrator tells us. Yeah, but when you are younger, it is like your granddad knows best. Yeah, he's been there a long time, he's, isn't he? He's old and he's wise. Yeah, exactly. And he says how when he was raising money once for a charity, he did a sponsored dart exhibition literally playing darts it was quite good because they were talking about you need someone to do a sponsorship so if you sit in a a bathtub of spaghetti hoops and you get people to sponsor you so i think it's actually this is one of the best lessons even though they maybe not have done the lesson the best way is it to teach children about sponsorship the idea of fundraising for charity how do i fundraise for charity if i'm outside of the bucket but i don't feel like that's enough what can i do that's you know bigger than that oh, do something to do a sponsorship. And then it actually, you see him go through all the processes of doing that. So I do sort of think, because that was the main message of this show is sponsorships. I think that's great because even when watching Come Outside and some of the episodes, well, we watched one that was just called Buses. <laughs> and then there was other ones, wasn't there? Like really odd ones, just they had like the oddest names. It was teaching about the oddest, like grass. And whereas actually learning about a sponsorship, because I don't think that is something that you'd automatically know. Like I like to think that if I was younger, I'd know what a bus was. That's true. The granddad, upon saying all of this, he gets roped into doing a sponsored darts thing. Gets guilt tripped yeah. massively. They also teach yeah, you... Bernard the- is a little snake, wasn't he? And at this point, Bernard's not used the watch. I kept waiting. I was like, when's he going to use this watch? Come on. The granddad's been guilt-tripped into doing this. The woman at the animal sanctuary is over the moon. She can't wait. It's going to make so much money. And it, it did make me think, like, the idea of sponsorships is odd, isn't it? Why can't they just give him money? Why does it need to be he needs to throw these darts? I've always thought that. It's like, well, sponsor me and I'm going to go and jump off a mountain. It's like, well, why am I funding you doing something incredible? And you could just give it directly to the charity, well, I guess. Well, you just spend the money? And why is this transaction involving you getting an amazing experience out of it that's very singular to one person? Well, I guess it's kind of those two things. I do sort of think that's what the granddad was saying as well. You know, you should have been listening and learnt, Matt. You've got to 
do something in return. It's not, it's all well and good just to stand there and wanting donations and asking for donations. I shop in charity shops quite a lot. or I used to go a lot there when I was younger as well with my grandma. And it's a transaction. You buy some clothes, you make sure you've got your gift aid and stuff. And Yeah, but you're taking something home. When you buy a sponsorship for someone to jump with a parachute, what are you getting out of that? If you were like, I'm going to give up drinking for a month for sponsorships... I'd give you hundreds of pounds. Um, (laughs) You know, I think it's more kind of people around you will be able to acknowledge. Like if I was like, I'm going to run a marathon. I mean, I can't run a marathon. I'll do 5K. I'm going to run 5K. People around me will know, wow, that's Gemma doesn't run 5Ks for nothing. Anyway, that's my beef of it. And that's not necessarily the right opinion, but it's my opinion. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you got yourself out of that hole. Well done, Matt. So he goes off to get sponsorships from the people in the town. And lo and behold, the watch comes out because he realizes, oh, taking these papers everywhere takes ages. So he gets the watch out, stops time and does it for every single person. Fair enough. I remember whenever I was in Chelsea, we would always get stopped by people, children asking for sponsorship forms. Boxing. Yeah, always. It's quite clever of them though, go to Chelsea. Upon getting all these sponsorships, he's really happy. He goes to the granddad's, oh, it's going to be amazing. Have you been practicing this week? And he's like, oh yeah, I've been doing a little bit of practice. Bernard goes down with the granddad into his basement and turns out he's awful at darts. We didn't hit the board once. He literally didn't even hit the board once. And it's like, I struggle to believe that premise. No, because he used to be amazing at darts. You don't just lose it as in not even hitting the board. Sure, he might do it and he's crap. But not hitting the board is If it's been a while though, because I, we um, play, we play darts occasionally. And when we first went to play darts in the summer... I beat you and I was very good at darts. Uh, why, why does this need to go into the episode? There, there's no bearing at all on this episode. Yeah, there is. And then recently we went, I wasn't very good. It takes me a while to get into it. It takes everyone, all of my friends, like, a bit of a while to get into it. Not be very good at the beginning, but towards the end, we're very wow. good at darts. So it does. It takes time. But then Bernard realises that his granddad doesn't have his glasses. Oh, that must be why. So he goes and gets them and gives them to his granddad. And then he is getting a lot better. He's like, oh, yes, that's it. What was I doing not wearing my glasses? He's still rubbish. He's better, though. But the point is he's going to get a bullseye. So they're at the social club and they've booked it out. And there's a fair few people there. The production team's done quite a good job. It looks like it could be a charity event. Doesn't just look like a load of people on the crew who've been like stand over there please the pub's absolutely empty apart from (laughs) round the darts board there's no tables people sat on tables it's like everyone is only at this pub just for the darts i did notice something do you remember this bit of trivia the cost of a double in this pub in the year 1997 go on one pound fifty didn't say what double it is, but a double of something was £1.50. No, but when we used to go to the lounge in Bournemouth, how much was um, a double there? I don't know, three, three quid. I thought we used to go there because it was really cheap. Well, that is cheap, isn't it? No, double but wasn't Jägermeister. it like... We used to have Jägerbombs, didn't we? I think yeah. it was about £3. We're very classy. We had a classy upbringing where we went to amazing establishments. No, I always used to hate that bar, but you always used to take me there because it was cheap. It was very cheap. <laughs> it was very, very cheap. I was always annoyed. So they're all there waiting at the bar. His grand then Bernard sort of says to his grand, oh, have you got your glasses? He's like, oh, no, I haven't. Oh, well, it's, it's too late. It's too late to go and get them now. And Bernard's like, oh. He's very persistent, isn't he? Is. he? He's like, no, there's no time. There is no time. They're really getting that point across. There is no time. <laughs> yeah. And then Bernard's like, just trust me. There's always time. Yeah, I can make time. So he does a stopwatch trick. 
And then off he goes to get granddad's glasses and then brings them back to him. And then when he goes um, down to the basement to get his granddad's glasses, he notices all three darts are in the bullseye. So he does like a little smile to himself like, oh. Yeah, he's so smug. He's like, yeah. my granddad's amazing at darts. So he gets in the glasses and gives it to his granddad and says, oh, here you go. And then his granddad's like, oh, I'm, I'm really nervous. I'm just, <laughs> I've, got, I've got something to tell you. And Bear's like, oh, what is it? It's like, oh, I'm really, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. And Bernard goes, oh, no, but I saw all the darts in the bullseye and then it's kind of goes no I, I put them all in there to make myself feel better <laughs> he's been manipulated this poor old man that's he doesn't so want to do it isn't it that's so sad who does that he just puts them in the bullseye yep i could do that <laughs> <laughs> and then ben is like oh no what are we gonna do so his granddad steps up and oh, starts to humiliate himself Oh, it's awful. It doesn't even hit the, the, the board. Well, it does like that comedy thing where it like, hits this and hits this other thing and then it hits this other thing and then it ends up in a cuckoo clock. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm just, just warming up. And then like the over voice, not the over voice. The narrator. The narrator. The, 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 no, 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 let's just call it the over voice the over that voice. one. The OV. Bernard's trying to you know, figure out how to help his granddad, but what can he do? Maybe if he can just stop the clock at the right moment. So what does he do? So as soon as his granddad, I enjoyed this sequence, by the way, like filming wise, I thought I appreciate this. He throws the dart, Bernard presses it, and then he goes, picks up the dart from thinner, puts it in the bullseye. And everyone cheers and they're like, great dart. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, one of them goes, great arrow. (laughs) Great arrow. And he does that throughout the whole thing. And everyone's amazed. He goes, and now for my party trick. And he throws all three arrows at once. But Bernard wasn't expecting this. He doesn't have time to do the stopwatch. But they all go in the bullseye. And everyone goes mental. They go wild. You know, if you believe in yourself, all you need is a bit of, you know, belief. What is the moral of his stories, though? Because it was always just he cheats time so he can do it. Well, he did it for charity. Good. And also it's that whole, what do they call it? Like a tablet or something. (laughs) What? You know, (laughs) it's okay. Let's see if you can all guess what I'm thinking of. Right. You know, there's that phrase that people use for if you give someone a tablet. Placebo. Placebo. Wait. Is that it? The, like yeah, the band? I, know, I know what you mean. No, yeah. it's not brand. No, the band. Oh, the oh, the oh, it's the brand. I was like, no, there's not a brand of tablets called <laughs> so placebo. The, yeah, the band's called after. Yeah, the placebo. Yes. Right. So where you take a tablet and you, and you believe and you believe it's going to make yourself yeah. feel better, but actually there's nothing in it. It's kind of that like effect where no, he believed really. he believed he was good at darts. Oh, and well, he got it back. Bernard kept. Okay, building up his confidence. So then he was good at it. Okay. I mean, that's you've stretched that very, very I don't far. think I did. I thought that was really clear that that was the message. And then the ending's a bit non-eventful. I can't really remember what happens, actually. Well, this is when the cliffhanger comes into play. No, because they go back to the animal sanctuary and the Alsatian's playing up again. And doesn't he start barking or, like, no, chasing someone? They're all talking about how well the event went. Granddad and Bernard are getting a nice little tour of the sanctuary to see how the money's been spent and all this is all thanks to you how lovely he's like oh i'm very pleased or something and then the dog thinks he said police oh yeah that was it so the alsatian runs after the granddad and then the woman's going no he said pleased not police and then bernard is the over the voiceover says the over voice exactly says oh bernard needs to figure out how to save his granddad what will he do and then it stops and it goes cliffhanger Oh, yeah. That was the, the most anticlimactic cliffhanger of all time, I think. Well, well, I still want to know what happened. 
Well, you know he's fine. It's never going to be cleared up in another episode. It's not going to be previously on Bernard's Watch. It might start the next episode straight away with that. No, it won't. Like with a granddad being chased by an Alsatian. But on the whole, I enjoyed this episode and this TV show. I was like, that was nice to watch. It reminded me of Come Outside. Very cosy and warm and... Burn is a bit of a bad actor, though, I thought. I know he's a kid, so you shouldn't, like, rag on him too much, but he, I don't know, he's a bit clunky. We just watched his Dark Materials pilot, and the kids in that were far, far, far superior. And they probably got paid hell of a lot more than Bernard did, so... Oh, poor Bernard. Give Mr. Peachy a break. No, but I just felt like he... Well, to be honest, acting across the whole board was a bit ropey. Yeah, I don't like tearing it apart, but that it was a little bit, it stood out to me anyway in this. But the actual like show itself was really nice. I enjoyed it mu- very much. I felt like the 15 minutes flew by. Mm. I thought it went really, really quickly. I found it a bit odd, like the whole darts aspect. Do children care like, or like, like darts? And the fact that it was then set in a pub half of it. In like a social club. It's like it's a social <laughs> yeah. club. Yeah, you're right. yeah, it was There's the an pub. old man playing darts. I mean, but I guess it had that right nice of mix where it was cute animal sanctuary, a bit of magic. You got your darts and your pub and your old man. Yeah, but the message of the animal sanctuary that dogs and animals have to be weird to be there. If I think I'd probably see that episode as a child and think, oh, animal sanctuaries are scary. Oh, scary. Yeah, exactly. But I liked that it was all about supporting them. So that's a nice message. And the idea of supporting charity and also the idea of believing in yourself. I liked the overall message and I liked the tone of the show. It was very kind of country bumpkin. It was very cute and um, very relaxing and went really quickly. And I was engaged throughout. I didn't look at my phone. My mind didn't wander. I was very much involved. The pace was really good. You know, going from the animal sanctuary, going from the houses, going to the pub and then back to the animal sanctuary sanctuary it flowed really nicely and I was I was interested I was invested in and you know yeah. what's he gonna do is the granddad gonna be all right and I like that how did it compare because obviously you watched it growing up is it how you remembered it I think it was slightly less magical it was a bit more everyday but I think it is how I'm, I always yeah I think it is pretty much how I remembered but no kid running around cobbled streets <laughs> that's yeah. obviously in another episode guys well yeah because maybe you were thinking of the, the theme like the title sequence but that's in a field i've got a question for you though that yes. i would like to know no one else might be thinking this but i would like to know can you tell me um, about the episode of the twilight zone it was based on and what happened in it is it the one about the guy if he only had time the library one when i was looking into it that one is compared to this episode a little bit because there's some ideas taken for the remake in 1980s but no this episode was about a guy who is very smug and in a bar he sees this drunk and he's going on and on and on about these numbers and it turns out it's the numbers on like horse racing and he gives him a lucky stopwatch and then realizes that he can always win and i think that takes the fun out of it it was yeah i I can't remember exactly what happens if you want to know more have a look on wikipedia guys or alternatively watch that episode yeah i'd recommend watch the twilight zone actually twilight zone's amazing we could do a podcast just on the twilight zone every episode I always sometimes on my lunch breaks at work I like to read um top 10 creepiest Twilight Zone episodes so Matt can you please introduce us to Big Kids 
Big Kids is a family comedy show which aired on CBBC on BBC One from the 27th of September to 20th of December, oh my birthday, 2000. Although only 13 episodes were ever made, the show is one of CBBC's most repeated series due to its popularity. It aired in the US on 29th of January 2001 for a short time on Noggin. It was created by Lucy Daniel Raby. And the show follows the lives of the Spiller family, Simon, Kate, and their parents, Sarah and Jeff. When the family attend a school charity event, Mr. and Mrs. Spiller are used in a performance by a hypnotist known by the stage name Ming the Mind Master. After the show is over, Kate and Simon realise their parents have not been properly hypnotised. At seemingly random moments, they will black out and begin to act like children, or big kids. Gemma, what is your memory of Big Kids? Because I have zero memory, which I think goes in line with kind of the hypnotism of this TV show. I'd never heard of it. I remember enjoying it. I think my brother also enjoyed it and I'm pretty sure my mum also quite liked it. Uh, I swear it was on maybe in the mornings. I feel like, was it not? Definitely not. I don't know. I oh. really do. I just don't even remember it being like, on. No, because no, you know, normally like Burner's Watch, I remember there being so many adverts and like, up next, Burner's Watch. CITV obviously had adverts though, so they would always do that before the ad break. Yeah, that's true. But you know, even on BBC, they used to have like almost like a host when it was the afternoon and morning yeah, TV show. Yeah, they used show. to have hosts. And they'd be like, oh, let's see what the big kids are getting up to. I just never remember them doing it for this. I do. I remember I remember I was a little bit older. Um, I wasn't kind of engaged in TV as much at this age. So this is probably around the time I was watching kind of Blue Peter and Big Kids. Those were kind of the shows that I was watching around that time. And 50 50. Yes, I loved 50-50 as well, yeah. I always really enjoyed it. I found it really funny. I remember thinking the acting was really good and I still think the acting was really oh, good. Matt's putting a face. I thought the acting was very good. <laughs> yeah. It was very much a similar tone to my family and that was very much, I feel like, a staple in most people's homes. They always... I saw my family was almost like a soap where it was on every single night. Robert Lindsay was my man back then. I enjoyed it. And is it Zoe Wanamaker as well? Yes, and also... Oh my god! I can't Obviously, remember. what's yeah, Nick's name? Yeah, the guy from Love Actually. It's a very similar kind of feel to my family. Do you remember the TV series? Just quickly, again, similar to my family. Do you remember My Hero? Uh, I didn't watch it that much. Oh my god, I loved My Hero. I remember it very clearly, and I can picture the guy immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Lee Evans, the main guy. No, I always he doesn't. thought it was Lee Evans, yeah, honestly. He no, does. he's a lot like more he's And he's um Irish or Northern Irish, I can't remember. No, but he was like blonde and like he didn't look like Lee Evans. I don't know why I always thought he had blonde, like fluffy Lee hair, Evans. I thought. I used to absolutely love that TV show. That's oh. uh, that's pretty much just my parents are aliens, isn't it? My hero. It's very similar. Yeah, you know, it is, you're right. And Big Kids, it does feel like a lot a show that I wouldn't associate with like CBBC, CITV. I feel like that could be, you know, at the same time as like not going out, my family, oh, my hero, like the prime time. Or dad's hero, whatever it is. Yeah, it feels like it could be at that time instead. Do you know what I felt like watching this? It should have been a film rather than a TV show because a lot of these sitcoms, like for kids and things like that, you can't really do continuing storylines because you can't just watch an episode. Say we watched episode five, we're like, well, what the hell's going on? Yeah, and also I guess the children grow up as well because it's, you know, real actors as well. So they have to incorporate that into it as well. No, I don't think it could have been a movie because I feel like the joke would get old quite quickly if you're watching in a movie. And I think actually binge watching TV shows has ruined a lot of 
types of shows now because you could not binge watch big kids because it would get too repetitive but actually when you're younger the repetition is quite nice you don't want to watch a show and be like what is this this is not what I expected I've come home you know shows would be on you know we had a lot less choice so it'd be at 6 p.m simpsons is on and you know at yeah, 7, that's true 7 15 malcolm in the middle's on or whatever or you know they had certain times you would know what you're watching each night oh so and so's on blue peter's on at this time then it's going to have news round then it's over you knew what to expect and now with binge watching you've got rid of that and you've also got you know with big kids you couldn't have it as a movie because the joke would you'd be a bit like, you'd look forward to the show ending in the end. You make a really good point because there are obviously some TV shows that you can binge watch. You know, people never get bored of Friends. Like, it's very formulaic, but still people are happy to sit there and watch hours of it. Whereas I watched hours of Friday Night Dinner and very quickly I was like, oh, you know, there's a really clear formula. formula. And at first I was laughing so much. And then I was like, I know this is funny, but because I'm watching it, so soon you know just barreling through it i actually had to force myself to no let's leave it and when we caught up it was nice watching it going yeah. out as it that did. is partly matt's fault though because matt did not watch friday night dinner when it was first out no i didn't my oh, family late bloomer my family loved friday night dinner and then matt was oh i'm not sure then he watched one episode he's like oh my god so then we had to watch all of them and then it did get a bit like I can't watch Friday Night Dinner for a long time now. But you no, but I think the whole binge culture is really interesting. And yeah, this definitely wouldn't work with it. This is one you have to wait. And because I remember we clicked on originally episode three and it was like previously on and it was like a minute long of this roundup. And I was like, well, what the, what's going on yeah. here? Well, it's because they have so to do that. We watched the pilot in the end, which yes. I think actually made a lot more sense. Yeah. But it was funny watching the TV show. I kept waiting to be like, well, what's this about? What's going on? Because I Matt had no idea. I literally had no idea. I kept saying to you, didn't I? Like, well, what is this? It's just a family, like, not being that funny. You were oh, really not keen with, on it like, to begin with. What are we watching? And then as soon as it kicked off and it started happening, you were like, oh my God, this is amazing. What? No, amazing has been used loosely there. Okay, you were, you were very much like, oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. Yeah, I, I got like, it. I got I was it. like, okay, I, I know what this is now. And I do also like about the show, and this is what I remember from the show as well, is each character is good. There are no characters in this where you're a bit like, oh, mm, each character. Yeah, they're all different, aren't they? Are all great, well acted, have their own thing going for them. I always really liked the girl, the daughter growing up. I always liked the geeky friend. Her brother was always really nice. Both parents are really engaging and really great. And that's something that I think, especially maybe when they don't have the biggest of budget and not loads of resources, maybe it's often quite hard to get that right. And especially when you're working with um, kid actors. Mm, yeah. They nailed it for that for me. And I remember thinking that when I was younger and I agree with it now as well that they've nailed it. Gemma, would you like to tell us what happened in the pilot episode of Big Kids? So it started off normal enough. They were all sat around kitchen table. So all rushing to go out for a school event and kind of going to have that um, feel of chaos. No one's ready. I don't really like the whole stereotype because it was a bit like the daughter won't go out if she doesn't have a purple glittery hair slide because her best friend's wearing the pink glittery <laughs> hair slide. And the son's moaning saying, well, I don't want to go anyway. Let's just not go. The dad can't find his car keys. And the mum's getting all annoyed, sort of thinking that we can't be late again. Can't we be the ones turning up late? And they set up that they're going for a school function that I think is to like raise money. And it is going to be a hypnotist is going to be there. Yeah, I was really worried it's going to be a big link again to Bernard's watch. It's a sponsored thing. It was 
so they're setting up that they're going to the school event and there's going to be a hypnotist there and they also know it's going to be really cringy or it's just going to be so embarrassing and both children are worried their parents are going to show them up being like you can't do anything embarrassing though so they head off they find all the car keys and the hair slides and off they go the hypnotist is up there doing his thing bit of cultural appropriation in an attire that yeah he was dressed of a different culture he was looking a bit like the genie from um, Aladdin sort of vibes clothing and style going on there and he'd hypnotist hypnotized his name's Ming yes and he's hypnotized some people on the stage and one of them is pretending to be Tinkerbell another one ate an onion as if it was an apple so he's doing all of that and then the son's best mate heckles going oh fake very rude it's very rude because it's his mate the son also then joins in then the hypnotist is like okay so i'm just gonna acknowledge you're heckling me there right then parents come up on stage he does a jimmy car doesn't he absolutely puts them down yeah is that it come on let's let's see what's fake then the children mortified literally just run out of the school hall which i think is drawing attention to themselves i think that's more embarrassing for them to run away yeah but they are very attention seeking these kids aren't they and then their kids are on there and they're like pretending to be monkeys and doing all of that weird stuff and they're like this is mortifying how embarrassing that's kind of the general sort of vibe and they're all complaining about it and then this is why matt was getting a bit like oh right well this is i mean well, i was just waiting for something to kick in because i was like what's the point of this tv show at the moment it was a bit like a bad my family at this point because mm. there wasn't a usp for it and then again the morning pretty much quite normal it's established the dad's a doctor they're still kind of reminiscing about the night before the dad's got a day off so he's like oh looking forward to having a nice day off this was a nice little throwback though because he's like oh, i've got to go to i can't remember his friend's house name but we're going to so-and-so's house because um i need to use the net and you're not on the internet yet which i quite enjoyed yeah because he probably had dial up or something did you have dial up you know when you had to it was that noise like dee, 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 wah, wah, wah. I don't think so. I don't think I really used the internet. You never had dial-up. We probably did. I just didn't use the internet. I mean, I didn't use Amazon until I was 18. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It wasn't out of choice either. It was for my uni. Um, They had loads of books on the reading list that I couldn't like go get from like the bookshops. I had to like get them online. And I was like, what is this? So they're all going back the days and like, oh, we're going to have to go through the dining room. The parents are going to have to go sort out all the kids' toys. Now there's a nice little moment where they're going to all the kids' toys. Like, oh, they grow up so fast and they're reminiscing. And, oh, you know, kids just don't have the time to be kids anymore. All of a sudden they turn into gigantic children. They are talking like children. But their heads drop first as if they're being hypnotized again. And then they are like pretending to be aeroplanes, fighting with each other, pulling silly faces. I think the actors pulled it off really, really well. Mm, I agree. I agree. Because that had the potential to be incredibly cringy and unwatchable. But they did it well where I was actually laughing. I was like, this is funny. Yeah. They did really well. It was they they sold it, didn't they? They, they sold did. it really well. They really did. And then the daughter sees them and is like, What is going on? And then all of a sudden they snap out of it. They think it's the daughter that like smashed the vase and caused all this chaos in the house. And she's like, Well, no, it's you. Why are you lying? So she goes over to find her brother. But her brother doesn't believe her. But then their parents go into another trance. So their heads drop. They start like kids again. And they're jumping on the bed and having pillow fights and pretending they're in S Club 7 and all of this oh, sort yeah. of stuff. And then the son sees them and is like, What? is going on and then it kind of ends it's kind of like right this is the premise is is set up well yeah because it's a continuing story isn't it i imagine the last episode will be 
I think it's even called they find the hypnotist. Yeah, they go and they find the hypnotist and And a bit of trivia, we realised that they the trigger word is anything that rhymes with Ming or it has the word because obviously the hypnotist is called Ming. And there's any word that has Ming in it. Yeah, but how many words have that? That's what I can think of anyway. Remembering. No, because I think they did say that, but does that have Ming in it? It's not all together though, is it? Not really, no. Minging? That wasn't a word back then either though. <laughs> Minger wasn't around then. But what did you think of the T V show? I really, it? really enjoyed it. I don't think I'm selling it enough to you guys, but we would have quite happily watched the next episode easily. Yeah, I was ready to watch the next episode. It was a bit long. It was like 24 minutes. And I was thinking, no, until it kicked in, I was like, oh, this is a good 15 minutes of like nothing happening. It treated the audience with respect and it actually led up to yeah. Built up happening. a bit of suspense, didn't it, I guess. Because going back to when I was watching Mary Poppins' West End show, because it's aimed at children, everything happened so quickly. She literally appeared. I think both me and my mum were like, oh, and she's here. She just arrived, like within five minutes. It's like, and Mary Poppins has arrived. There was no build up to like, oh, Mary Poppins, oh, where's she going to come? Who is she? She just appeared. And it did move so quickly. Whereas in Big Kids, because it was trying to aim towards older children, and I think it was trying to be in the same style as my family and a lot of the kind of afternoon evening shows, it did treat you with a bit more respect. It wasn't like, look, we're not going to be like, you know, doing joke, 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 trying to keep your attention for every yeah, two true. seconds. It wasn't cheap gimmicks. It didn't have things for the sake of it, which I liked. Well, how was it watching it now compared to back then? I enjoyed it. I used to love those types of TV shows growing up. I think you do forget about it because it isn't a classic CBBC or children's TV show. And that is because it's aiming towards a slightly older audience. So I do think it's it's that awkward in-between mm. where it's not really for adults, but it's also not for kind of children, children. It's quite a hard one to fill. I feel like that maybe kind of it's Queen's Nose and Tracy Beaker also kind of have that audience base. And they are obviously a lot more um, known. But I really enjoyed Big Kids. And I think if you're sort of thinking, you know what, that sounds familiar. If you just Googled them and you saw the family you'd be like yes i feel like everyone would have definitely seen bernard's watch not sure how many people would have seen big kids but it's probably worth checking out it's all on youtube i mean if you really like it buy the dvd because that will help out the people who wrote it can you buy it on it. dvd yeah i'm sure of course, yeah i'm sure you can oh you're not saying that because you've seen it. i was thinking oh have you seen it for sale or maybe vhs H- so maybe it won't be on dvd hmb selling it but I enjoyed it. I, I don't think that type of storytelling works in kids TV, though. I prefer, I think, actually, when you could watch any episode and you like, oh, OK, this is the TV show. You know, like a Johnny Bravo yeah. or things like that, where you just you could drop in and drop out as you please. Oh, no, I really like you have to commit. Yeah. You have to really commit to shows like this. And it's like, are you as a kid? gonna commit that's the problem i don't trust myself back then to commit basically i definitely did i you know i think that's why i always liked um tracy beacon also with the queen's nose they had an ongoing storyline people left people rejoined you know all of these different things people got older so it was something that i did i liked i liked that about it same with lizzie mcguire which I'm, we're going to be doing lizzie mcguire soon because lizzie mcguire is coming back <laughs> it's coming back guys and i loved especially i think america i think american tv shows did it a lot better than british tv shows where it was that continuing storyline they'd have like love interest it'd be going through school and then they graduate school and you're like yay you know yeah but that's it, more it like a loose storyline isn't it you know like friends where you can watch any any episode but there's 
a loose thing going on in the background. Whereas in this, it's like such a big part of the TV show is them fixing this problem. I don't know. That's just my opinion, though. But I liked it. I, like you said, I thought the acting was really good. The comedy it was funny. And I think it was really hard of that premise. And they did make it really funny. So testament to the writers and you know, the actors as well. I found it to be quite tasteful. I was going to say that to you, actually. Mm. I really liked how they didn't... Because I feel like there's a trend with kids' TV when it's for teenagers of over kind of sexualizing and objectifying and all that. Even it's a lot more slang. Playing into stereotypes Mm. as well and like swearing and all of this. And this didn't rely on any of that. It was just, it was quite good natured, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, similar to kind of Stitch Up. With Stitch Up, it was like... You love Stitch Up, don't you? I did like Stitch Up. But with Stitch Up, it's very much like, we're teenagers. teenagers. It was very much like that. Whereas this one dated very very well big kids because they weren't using certain slang words that you now are now completely redundant or cringy they kind of made it very kind of normal and a little bit standard and it they you know it was a bit like the guy the brother's meant to be a nerd but he wasn't that nerdy at all really um i think it's like oh he plays computer games but then it is a bit like but now everybody plays computer games sensationalized where he's there and he's a full-on dork sort of thing i know what you mean it didn't kind of have massive stereotypes and it's dated really well because i mean now i don't think you even see emos or chavs which is what we had growing up yeah there's no subcultures there's no subcultures now so so that would date, you know, massively if they were kind of being like that. And also even in My Prince of Aliens, like the eldest is going to be like the kooky one. Like, oh, yeah, she's quirky and oh, yeah, really edgy. And actually now she's completely unedgy. Well, I think, you know what, if you're listening to this and you're at school, let us know what is the subcultures? What are the groups now? Does, is it still similar? Is it like the chavs and the, yeah, like say the emos? I never see young skaters. goths. I never oh, see gosh. a young goth now. Yeah. I never see young goths. I see grown up goths, but I don't see any teenage ones I, anymore. Do do write in and let us know. You can write in at the email, remember this, question mark, at gmail.com. Please do, as we always love to hear your thoughts. If you have any recommendations, if you've watched any of these shows or you um, have any feedback or you have any anecdotes about any of these shows, please do let us know, as we always love to hear from you. Um, this podcast, as you know, we're doing it on a Sunday evening. Instead, we're going to go to pub quiz tonight and we didn't. We, stay, we stayed in and we're doing this instead. You know, please do email us. We always love to hear from you. And it is remember this question mark is in the word at gmail.com and you can also find us on social media as well and please do rate and subscribe we read all the emails and ratings that we do get and please so it does really make our day when we get them we're always checking so please do it really helps us out and the reviews and the ratings in particular really helps because that opens it up to like different algorithms and all that boring stuff but we really appreciate it we're thankful that you guys listen and it's been really nice actually watching in like the kind of numbers been growing week on week so yeah that's been really nice too like watching it grow so thank you very much we're looking after it we consider it like the only plant we have which is a cactus you know we're nurturing this podcast we don't water it all the time but we're keeping it up we're trying our best aren't we exactly so please do get in touch as we love engaging with you guys but let's surmise on these two shows today very bad theme tunes yeah zero out of ten for the theme tunes i think very well made both yeah, of very them, well very made. well made enjoyed it acting was better in much better in big kids big kids, big kids was really good neither were cringy i felt like they're both classy tv shows and big easy kids, to watch both easy to watch if you explain big kids no one's ever going to think oh yeah 
classy kids show that was. No, it, it sounds was. like it's in your face, doesn't yeah. it? It sounds like a uh, It's going to be loud Mr. and Blobby. annoying. Yeah. Tasteful, classy. They've dated really well. I mean, I think obviously the premises of the stopwatch and the whole idea of like, oh, I've got to go to my friend's house to use the net. But the overall style of the show, it felt very cozy and nostalgic. And neither of them, I didn't cringe once once this is finished i'd like you to tell me how it ends i'm intrigued to know how big kids finishes maybe on another cliffhanger oh no there's another hypnotist and um, and now as the kids are acting like adults they could bring back kid big kids i think that premise if they did that now it'd get made also noggin that was on american tv network never heard of that. noggin are you American? Did you watch Noggin? Noggin? What else was on Noggin? Maybe Noggin though sounds like it'd be a British word. Oh, so it's maybe, in your Noggin. Maybe that's why they put like British TV shows on Noggin. Let us know if you're American. Let us know also if you're from um, a different age range from us or a different culture or a different country. Let us know what you watched as we find that really interesting. And on that note, I think it's probably time we wrap up. Yes. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Remember This. We've certainly enjoyed recording it for you guys. And we're excited to see where this journey will take us next. So like Gemma said earlier, if you do have any recommendations, get them into us at rememberthisquestionmark at gmail.com. You'll hear from us next Monday, 6am. I've been Matt Bentley Viney. And I've been Gemma Bentley Viney. And we've been big kids. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for joining us and we will speak to you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.